the reason that pandemics um, pop up is, is largely due to increased urbanisation and, and humans um, basically pillaging the earth. So habitat destruction is a massive cause of um, different viruses. So SARS pops up and well, coronavirus is a type of SARS. So they, they pop up when there's been um, massive habitat degradation, massive loss of biodiversity, um, hyper-urbanisation, where factory farming our animals and our crops, big monopoly crops like ever, never before, that um, the genetic diversity in those, those animals and crops is so low, they're really, really susceptible to disease. They're all pumped full of antibiotics to stop them from getting things. And those are zoonotic viruses, which means they're passed on to, to humans. And whether it, it you know, came from a pig or a chicken or a bat, whatever it is, it's got the same underlying cause. And that is that we're, we're raping and pillaging the earth. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Okay, so today I'm here with Caitlin, and Caitlin, this is your second time on Christy Unedited, and you're like one of my favourite people to speak to, so welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Christy. Yeah, I'm excited too, and yeah, lots um, been happening in the last eight months since we last chatted. Oh my goodness. I When you said before it had been like when the bushfires started, I was like, really? That feels like it wasn't actually that long ago, but it actually was. But because 2020 has been such a head fuck, it's, <laughs> it's really like, it feels like I've lived like five years and one, it hasn't even been a full year. Yeah, I was going to say it's either like years and years ago or it was yesterday. <laughs> it's definitely been that kind of year, but oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm stoked to, to chat to you again. And um, we can't be together today because of the, the border yeah. closure, but um, I'm in Byron Bay. <laughs> so yeah, shame we can't catch up. But when that border opens, I'll be back. I know, I know, because I remember, like, I'd actually planned, before COVID hit, I'd planned to actually come to Byron, and I've even been looking at a few Airbnbs so I could come and maybe do a few working days, but it's just so hard right now because I just don't want to compromise anybody else, so it's just important to do what you can do and your immediate surroundings, but as those, agreed, as soon as those borders are open, I am coming to see you, babe. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we get the all clear, yeah, that's right, you just, yeah, just do what's What's best for us right now is to be, um, yeah, like working from home has been this new amazing thing for me. That's probably not that new for you, but um, I've had a complete lifestyle shift. It's crazy. Yeah, working from home full time now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, for anybody that's tuning in, if you haven't tuned in before with the episode with Caitlin. So episode, oh, I can't remember the number. I'll link it in the show notes below. But Caitlin is an environmental educator and you have this beautiful brand called Wild Search. And we're also going to be talking today about another little business that you've just acquired. So we've got lots to talk about today. 
We do. We really do. Yeah. So I was I was working in wildlife ecology. Um, I was kind of yeah working in science over the last 10, 15 years of my career and studying and, you know, doing my master's and uh, working on wildlife, specifically koalas. And uh, yeah, this year, thanks to the pandemic and just, you know, all the stars aligned for me to basically um, move from being a full-time know scientist and um, working in that kind of area had my own business as well on the side to being full-time business owner hustle woman working from home um, it's all new to me just like um, scientists trying to learn how to do marketing and you know PR and you know it's just like welcome to the world of small business ownership like bang here it is um, so yeah it's been a really interesting roller coaster of of a year oh my gosh yeah well if anyone can make that happen though that is you and your gemini energy like <laughs> just dive in i'm gemini moon gemini sun is that what we uh, yeah when we did our little astrological break and mercury rising uh seriously you've got some rad energy in your chart and i just adore that because i think that like gemini energy gemini gets such a bad rap i was actually talking to a client about it yesterday because she had a ton of Gemini in her natal chart and um I think the thing is with Gemini energy it gets a bad rap and it's because you like want to like learn and get to the answer of something really quickly but then you're ready to move on whereas people hang around way past their expiry date and they're resistant to change and I actually don't think it's a bad thing but on the flip side of that though I always say that you only need one great Gemini in your life because one is more than enough (laughs) come on we're so much fun we're like everyone's always hitting me up for like oh let's do this adventure because I'm seriously up for anything and I will just I yeah I'm such a people pleaser as well so if anyone wants to to do something they um I'm like that's why I make a really bad working from home business lady because someone's like oh we're going surfing or we're going to go free diving and I come on a hike, I'm like, yeah, I just drop what I'm doing and just leave. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> emails. I'll get to them later. Um, yeah, so I'm the best and the worst person to have around. <laughs> get distracted very easily. Yeah, I've just pulled up your chart. Yeah, you've got you've got four planets in Gemini and they're pretty much, it's a stellium. And so, yeah, that Gemini energy is strong. But, hey, I'm here for it, sis. yeah it's tiring sometimes (laughs) I get tired (laughs) yeah there's definitely um there's a lot of cerebral energy there that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) I need a nap no but you're just so fun to be around people just flock to that energy anyway so I just own it not everyone has that so at least you're fun to be around Oh, well, thank you. And it, it has helped, um, yeah, with my determination, I think. Like, um, and it's my personality too. Like, I'm so friggin' determined. And I think that's, that's why I've tried to, you know, make lemonade with the lemons that have occurred this year. And um, everyone's reacted really, really differently to all the changes. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm coming out of it now. Um, but it wasn't easy in the beginning. Oh, God, I was like pretty crippled with anxiety and just like, you know, that fear that was, was contagious um, for the first kind of three weeks, four weeks uh, back in March and just felt, yeah, super, super crippled. Um, 
was really concerned, you know, for my family, for my greater community. I'm very, I try and be a very like empathetic person and quite sensitive. So I could feel this, this real uh, struggle and um, was trying to not absorb too much of the information. Like, you know, if you watch the news, it's just like, rah. Um, so yeah, turning it off and um, that was really important to me and definitely, yeah, I didn't do it very gracefully <laughs> the first few weeks. Um, but now I'm looking after myself a lot more and I'm checking in on friends and yeah, we're all just getting used to this strange life, aren't we? We just have to get used to it, I guess. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because I work from home anyway, and I've been working from home since last year. So I think that became a reality for me last year. Like I'd come to (laughs) the realization that I'm not around people all the time. And so when coronavirus hit for me, I was like, Hey, what can I do? I hate this word. So wanky, but what can I do to pivot my business to support other people? Because I have the emotional capacity to be able to do that right now. But it's weird now because it's the new normal and we're kind of adjusting to this new way because being on the Gold Coast, like things are normal. I get to go to the beach every day. I get to go to my favorite cafe. I went to Reforma Pilates this morning. But I was just talking to my friend in New Zealand and they've just gone back on lockdown like Melbourne. So I'm like, now, like even saying to you before, like I actually don't want to make that risk for anybody else, probably more so in regards to compromising them because I don't want to be like, not able to leave my house again like confinement <laughs> yeah yeah and we're in this little bubble and we're just you know I'd like to acknowledge that we're just so fucking privileged in this country especially um we're so privileged and we we actually that puts us in a really powerful position where we can create change we can adapt um we have the physical means the financial means you know where we're sitting here on JobKeeper, on JobSeeker. Like, thank you, ScoMo, for funding all my um, business learnings that I've had this year. I've just enrolled in so many online courses. And, yeah, I'm just, like, learning, learning, learning. So thanks, ScoMo. Really appreciate it, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like we are so privileged. And if you are in a privileged position like like myself and like you, like a lot of our listeners, it's like, if you're not using this opportunity um, to completely change, reassess, pivot, you know, in your life, like what the heck are you doing with this time? Like we need to use this really, what is a pivotal time in history um, to our advantage if we're privileged enough to be able to do that, which, which we are. So it's like, yeah, I'm thinking way into the future, like, shit, how can we, with this time that we're given now, with this special time that we're given at home, this special time we're given with our families and communities and people that are close to us because we can't socialise, you know, outside of our bubble, um, how can we kind of do this better? And that'll, you know, make us better humans eventually and hopefully better humankind because, shit, like, we've got to come out the other side of this. Mm. Um, we will come out the other side of this. Um, you know, it's pandemics are not um, rare, you know, so over human history, you look at you look at pandemics over human history, and um, you know they wiped out almost whole populations because they were kind of confined to one area, one geographical area. Um, you know, maybe one mountain range. People didn't travel for it. But now we're all connected, right? Globalization. We're zooming, flying, 
on boats all over the world constantly, all day, every day, and uh, we're hyper-connected. And that's, of course, how this pandemic is spreading all around the world. And, you know, places um, that are really, really far and remote away, they're not, um, they're not immune to this because of globalisation and our um, obsession with travel and globalising the economy. So, um, yeah, definitely this won't be the first pandemic to really rock us. And, I mean, it's not the last pandemic to really rock us. And um, we need to come up with better strategies to, to equip ourselves. You know, what systems do we need to put in place in our lives um, to make sure we're, we're better for the next one? Even, you know, food systems, like, shit, when pandemic happens, everyone runs to the shops hoards six weeks worth of food and then the food run out of um, the food runs out in the shops and it's a disaster so equipping ourselves with um, you know a, a kind of local food system that might mean for you growing a garden outside that was a great great benefit of, uh, of the quarantine <laughs> so a lot of people started gardening a lot of people started composting a lot of people realised, um, you know, this kind of more circular economy was the way. Um, we have a lot of waste and how can we use it? Um, so, yeah, there's some kind of positives that I'm hoping that are going to come out of this situation. Um, yeah, and more like nice family time and community time and close friend time and really knowing who our people are. Who do you want to spend quarantine with? Yeah, that's, a, that's like a very important question because if you're going to be confined in an area with somebody for quite a long period of time, you want them to be your person or people. That's right. Our bubbles are just getting smaller and smaller. And so who we're not wasting time anymore on people that we, don't, we really don't want to talk to. Well, I find that for me. I'm like, I'm really not wasting time at all mm. in a day. It's like okay, what can I do today that, you know, will help other people, will help me to, to share my message and get out there and um, how can I look after myself so that I can be equipped to, to do that? Um, yeah, and, yeah, we, we've got to be kind to ourselves because, you know, everyone's quite uptight and, um, you know, watching the news and you're feeling this fear and anxiety come over you and... Um, Collectively, we're going through a trauma. Like it's massive. Um, collectively, um, the world is suffering. There's a lot of suffering out there, and there's a lot of injustice, and um, there's a lot of, of breakdown of systems and, and complete um, change. And, and we're not the best at adapting, us humans. Like um, you know, long term, yeah, but in the short term, we love our routine and. We're really stuck in our ways and, um, you know, we want to we travel to Bali and we want to travel, you know, like just those things that we're like, oh, what, I can't go on holiday? Wow. Um, you know, and it's like, hello, privilege. Um, but <laughs> um, we just have to do things differently. So, yeah, I urge anyone <laughs> to really think of how, how their lives are, are living um, how you're living your life during this time and how can you be a better person at the end of this um, instead of being an anxious, you know, mess? Um, how can we set up our lives that, that we, can, we can be better and do better? And the next time 
another pandemic comes around, um, we're going to be a lot more prepared for it, I think, I hope. I couldn't agree with you more because astrologically speaking there's a lot of Capricorn energy this year and Capricorn is an earth sign it's very like practical structure it's very hierarchical but the planets that have been retrograding in Capricorn have been creating this upheaval and it's like this period of deep transformation and the reason I'm sharing this is because next year we have a lot of Aquarius flavor and Aquarius is the most innovative sign of the zodiac it's an air sign it represents humanity technology community so what are you going to be doing today to rebuild your foundation and your structures so that when we do welcome in 2021, are you better equipped to deal with that change to actually not just focus on you and your bubble, but have the self-awareness to add to the collective energy? Oh, I'm so glad that that, because that's just been what I'm feeling. And it's just been, um, I didn't know that, um, I knew a little bit about what was going on astrologically, but I really wanted to pick your brains about it because, yeah, it's such an interesting time in history. And even like thinking, you know, I don't know, when was the last time this kind of happened astrologically? Like what happened during that time? Like, is this a really rare, um, a rare event? And um, yeah, I love that that kind of backs up <laughs> what I was thinking. That's so cool. I didn't, uh, it's, it's amazing when, you know, we are really out of control of our lives, even though we feel like we're, <laughs> we're somewhat in control of our lives, right? We make decisions every day. Um, go A or B, choose A, but really we're not in control of our lives. We like to think that we are, but when we can trust in something else, and this is, you know, why religion exists, right? Because it's like you're believing in a greater power or a greater thing out there that um, and it just takes the pressure off. It's like, oh, okay, it's not me. It's not yeah. me fucking up my life. Um, it's the stars. <laughs> um, it's, you know, name, name a kind of religious entity. Like, um, yeah, so that gives me a lot of comfort actually to hear that, um, yeah, of course, it's not just me. Um, the whole world is going through this massive transformation and, um, yeah, wow, epic. Uh... And it's not done yet. Like the energy, we've got this beautiful lighter month. So we're recording in August right now. Um, this is this where Leo season's a lot lighter. It's beautiful. It's just giving us that little bit of a moment to take a pause and to breathe that fresh air again. But we're not done yet because we've still got Mars to go retro. So what, what's happening right now? So we've got Pluto retrograding all year, which Pluto is the planet of transformation. And you can actually Google, Google when Pluto has... Um, retrograded before and some of the pivotal moments in history where it's actually affected us globally. Um, we've also had Saturn and Jupiter retrograding this year. Um, so Saturn being rules, responsibilities, leadership, how are you showing up? Jupiter, planet of expansion. So we've had all this upheaval. We then had a little bit of Venus retrograding in the middle there, which that was changing well, making it was forcing us to look at our relationships, like the people that we have in our life. And so we're not only leveling up as people, we're being asked to expand our perspectives. We're questioning our relationships. Then we had Mercury thrown in the mix that retrograded. So again, we were having to then look at how we communicate. So good. And so Saturn and 
Jupiter go direct in September, and then we lean into Mars retrograde. So Mars is the planet of action and assertion. And so in Greek mythology, Mars represents like the god of war. Now, what's going to be really interesting there, though, is that in the middle of Mars retrograde is the US political elections. So this is either going to be, I would imagine, the great divide or depending on how people respond there might be a little bit of a shift in consciousness or a combination of the two holy moly (laughs) i was like what the hell can i say um yeah i've just just lately even i've been so affected by i think it was mercury retrograde um a couple of weeks ago explain this to me in a two-week period my phone broke wouldn't just wouldn't turn on one day would not turn on I got a new phone I lost all my contacts I lost all you know I'm a big note writer on my phone and I didn't put it anywhere else so I had all these amazing notes on my phone completely lost them they reset my phone at the phone shop. They're like, you're going to lose all your data. We can't turn it on. And then they still couldn't turn it on. So, yeah, literally, phone, gone, all my contacts, everything. The next week, um, I, well, I bought a business, which we'll talk about. Next week, I bought a business on the Mercury new Retrograde. Did you sign the contract to Mercury Retrograde? <sighs> we'll talk. Let's talk okay, about this. Okay. Um, on the new moon. We were like, okay, let's do a ceremony on the new moon. <laughs> You're like freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah. um, we like do all the stuff, do this ceremony, new moon ceremony. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to basically hit launch. Open up my laptop. My laptop will not turn on. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Go to the computer shop and he's like, yeah, the hinge is broken, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, $1,300 later, new laptop. Then car breaks down. I'm on the side of the road Friday afternoon, 5 p.m. No mechanic, you know, just like classic. Shit. Um, killed the transmission. My car is still uh, at the mechanic now, two weeks later. Another $1,400, you know, just like now I'm laughing because I'm like, Oh my god! Like what? Else? Seriously, what the fuck else? Oh. Seriously. So yeah, that's, so that's a classic Mercury retrograde, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. So um, yeah, anything that relates to communication and electronics will be affected during Mercury retrograde, and it's like a well-known scientific fact. Like you can Google some of the times where it has affected things electrical um my car batteries definitely died like mercury retrograde in scorpio last year my i left i it was like i turned my car off but my lights are automatic but some reason they stayed on and then my battery like mm. completely drained yeah and there's again it's like it like makes no sense yeah. yeah a freak thing yeah 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 my car's not very old um my car's not very old at all and it, i don't know why it's having so many problems but um yeah, it's just classic. And I just, maybe last year or the year before, I would have really, really had a meltdown, you know. I would have really been like, the universe hates me. What's going on? <laughs> and, you know, 
just the more things that happened, um, I was just going, okay, like this is really interesting. I'm just going to stand back and observe this and what is this teaching me, like using it as as a teacher rather than getting all consumed in it. But, you know, don't get me wrong, did have a few tears. I uh, had a few um, camping trips just to escape, you know, <laughs> to like get my head back on straight and like just go away for a while. Um, yeah, but I really feel like that and, you know, the, the events of the year, I'm being and humanity is being squeezed through this tube. Um, it's either, I like to imagine it, it feels like I'm being squeezed through a tube, but I like to imagine it that I'm a caterpillar in a chrysalis and I'm turning into goo. I'm completely goo now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, so good. Great analogy. <laughs> and then the goo will start reforming into a kind of mushy butterfly and then maybe by the end of the year January um we might you know break out of our little cocoon and our, we'll spread our wings and um so I <laughs> I feel like I'm being squeezed to a tube but I'd much rather think of it as I'm I'm, I'm cocooning humanity is cocooning and we're gonna um yeah turn into a butterfly in January it's gonna be great <laughs> well I'm back me up I'm looking, look, I'm looking forward to next year, energetically speaking. It's going to be a little lighter and brighter than this year. But I think also, too, like, we're just not, the work's not done, right? Like, it, it's so tough because I think we're always having to ascend to the top of that spiritual enlightenment pyramid. Some of us more than others, right? And just when we think we're reaching towards the top, we get pulled right back down again. And I, I think we've had a lot this year to deal with and... I think sometimes you've got to hit those rock bottom moments, right? To go, okay, I need to seek a new perspective here. And so I just hope, and I think I can feel it happening and I can see it happening, is people are using their voice. People are realising what's important to them, not everybody, but I think it's going to be a good thing for us as a collective overall. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's just classic humans. Like when will we learn, you know, what, what needs to happen for us to have a big wake-up call. Because, yeah. you know, we think um, the bushfires were a massive, massive wake-up. Climate change, like, that got a lot of conversations started. And it was like, no, actually, we didn't actually learn what we needed to learn from the bushfires. Here's a pandemic. Um, you know, and humans just continue. Like, the reason that pandemics um, pop up is, is largely due to increased urbanisation and, and humans... Um, basically pillaging the earth. So habitat destruction is a massive cause of um, different viruses. So SARS pops up and, well, coronavirus is a type of SARS. So they, they pop up when there's been um, massive habitat degradation, massive loss of biodiversity, um, hyper-urbanisation, where factory farming our animals and our crops, big monopoly crops like ever, never before, that... Um, the genetic diversity in those those animals and crops is so low. They're really, really susceptible to disease. They're all pumped full of antibiotics to stop them from getting things. And those are zoonotic viruses, which means they're passed on to, to humans. And whether it, it you know came from a pig or a chicken or a bat, whatever it is, it's got the same underlying cause. And that is that we're, we're raping and pillaging the earth. Um, so when, when are we going to learn? Um, 
what needs to happen for us to figure out that we need to change our ways. Like, God, if, yeah, as I said before, like if we're not going to make massive changes in our lives now, when will we, Mm. you know, hopefully this is kind of the catalyst um, when we realise that, you know, economic globalisation is is not the goal. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, having this, this globalised um, system where, um, you know, we're exporting the same amount of meat and milk and veggies that we're importing into the country. Um, why? Why? What's the point? It's just adding carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and um, adding to air pollution. And so, you know, we need to, I have hope and I have, um, I have a lot of hope actually that we're going to learn that um, economic globalisation is not the answer um, to all our problems and that we need to localise. And yeah, as I said before, it, yeah, community, like this, this is perfect what you were saying, just community and, and um, communication and technology advancements, like Look at us all on Zoom now. Like so many technological advancements are going to come out of this. It's a really innovative time um, and it will definitely continue to be a really um, innovative time of our lives where, um, yeah, we need to invent things even that don't exist any, that don't exist yet um, to help us to get through times like these. And, um, yeah, so I have, ho- I have hope. I have hope. Me too. Me too, babe. You got to. Yeah, you've got to. Because I was, I, I have to say, like, I was really disappointed that there was all this buzz about the bushfires and then it just dropped off and we didn't even hear from it again, like here on the topic, which really disappointed me. It's like we're so quick to move on to the next thing and then we had coronavirus and that was the talk. Then it was Black Lives Matter. That then trickled out. Um, we seem to be going through these waves of, talking about issues that do need to be discussed, but then we're so quick to move on to the next thing when we haven't even sought a solution on the, the issue before. That's right, yeah, and that's why I don't listen to mainstream media anymore because it's just, um, they're just after these buzz topics and, and clickbait and it's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, if you want to boycott anything to start with, start with the mainstream media. <laughs> Totally. Um, yeah, there's a lot to be said for the way that they've portrayed, um, you know, all the, the things that you just mentioned. Um, and, you know, we need to quite often do, we've got to dig deeper and find our own um, information um, and don't listen to kind of the mainstream narrative um, because, yeah, it goes a lot deeper than that. So I urge you to find out your own information, you know, particularly if you're passionate about certain things, so if you're really passionate about environmental degradation and you want to look at the bushfires and um, you know you're going to have to dig for some of that information a lot of people who suffered in the bushfires still aren't living in a home they've just set up a temporary tent or like a a structure that's a temporary solution and you know they they didn't get a lot of money from the government and um, they're still really out of pocket and still out of a home so um, yeah so still thinking about all those people that are suffering, you know, in our state, like in New South Wales, in Queensland, like really close to home. Um, yeah, and definitely the media just picked up the next new exciting thing that happened and um, and they were probably relieved because uh, there was a lot of pressure on governments after the bushfires and SCOMO was probably like, oh, phew, like 
everyone will give me a little break for a while now then it was the next thing so I'm yeah he's definitely had a hard run um in terms of coming in imagine coming into a new job and just like getting slammed with this like bloody hell I do feel like I'm a very privileged person this year. Like I've actually felt so supported because I, like even though I'm a New Zealander, I classify myself as Australian because I've lived here since 2005. I do need to get my citizenship at some stage because it's not like I'm ever going to move back to New Zealand. But I actually feel like we're so lucky in Australia compared to some other parts in the world. I don't know. I just feel like I'm really looked after. Yeah, we are really lucky. Although I will say I did consider moving to New Zealand oh my goodness really I can see you you doing that yeah we can swap I'll take your citizenship and you can take mine um yeah but the way that New Zealand has handled it the fact that they have a woman leader I really really um love what she's about and a lot of people a lot of people who I'm friends with like we should really move to New Zealand like hmm a little bit cold, but, you know, no. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of talk, you know, how have we handled it? Um, how have we handled it compared to other places? Um, looking at out the world and going, I'm so glad I don't live in America right now. Holy crap. Um, yeah, we as Australians are so, so privileged. So, yeah, we, we're in this really special time. And if you, you know, whether you see it as a special time or not, um, it's a time to make change, um, I feel. And that's what I've tried to do in my life as well. And I know, yeah, you've been doing it in your life. Like so many exciting things are going on and um, it's our time, baby. It's oh, our time. You know what? I think that I, every day I just wake up, I'm in routine, I'm in like my full Virgo. <laughs> like, right, I'm going to have a sauna. I've, uh, yeah, I brought a sauna, which has been like an absolute game changer because I just needed to want, I wanted to feel like I'd be self with everything shut down again. And I've just been focusing on my health and well-being, pouring all this beautiful energy into my business because I know that in probably my lifetime, at the peak that I'm at, I'm never going to get this time back again. There's never been a time ever where you can actually cocoon in your house, pour energy into the work that you're super passionate about and produce some really cool shit. That's right. And normally our friends would be like, what's wrong with her? She's not coming out. (laughs) Now we have an excuse to be on the computer all day and, you know, obviously interspersed with beautiful nature time. Hopefully you're getting out to the beach and we've got to give that to ourselves as well because, um, and, you know, our home environment is so important, um, especially, yeah, especially this year. So um, I hope a lot of people had really focused on on their homes and improving their homes. And, um, you know, we're already Australians spend about 90% of their time indoors, which is wow. pretty shocking, right? Pretty shocking. So in the pandemic, this has actually gone up for quite a few people. Uh, we're spending a lot more time indoors. You know, the kids were home from school so really making sure your home is a beautiful place to spend. And not even I'm not even talking about visually, but, you know, do you have mould in your home? Uh, you know, are there toxic paints and chemicals in your home that you're breathing in? So things like um, opening the windows and putting plants in the house. I know you've got a house covered in plants. Um, <laughs> getting rid of nature from outside, inside is so, so important because we need... Um, yeah, quality of air, good quality of air. When we're at home a lot, um, we need to make sure we're actually looking after ourselves, um, yeah, physically, mentally, 
spiritually um, and, you know, staying in your pyjamas all day is, is so lovely sometimes. <laughs> but when you're doing it every day and not getting outside, it's like, okay, Caitlin, like you actually need to put on some exercise gear, go for a walk. Um, yeah, just remembering to be really kind to ourselves and remembering that we're going through this collective trauma. So um, whether you're feeling the effects of that or not, you might feel it later on. But we're all going through this time of high stress. So we need to remember to look after ourselves. So I'm glad you got a sauna. Is it the infrared, yeah. like a little box that you fit in? Yeah. So I got, it's actually come from Byron Bay. So it's a Canadian oak, low EMF, small one person sauna. So it's amazing. I'm able to, I've had it set up in my garage. Um, and I just loved that it didn't, like it wasn't shipped like halfway across the world from somewhere else. Like I was able to purchase it from Byron and it's been amazing because my biggest uh, pain points with my naturopath is I have low iron which I think I've told you about before because we've been chatting about that so I have super low iron and I also don't get enough oxygen in my blood so like what happened when the pandemic hit for me is I wasn't able to go to hot and cold therapy I wasn't able to go to oxygen therapy or go to the sauna and so by the time we kind of got that first breath, we were allowed to go and like see our practitioners again. I went to see my naturopath because I felt terrible, babe. Like I thought I was getting my adrenal fatigue back and I went and saw Bernie, my naturopath, and she was like, oh, like we had this massive conversation about what I'd been doing. And I was like, something's just not right energetically. And she tested all my levels and she's just like, you just don't, you're not getting those outlets anymore. Because all the things I do, like going to hot and cold therapy, it actually, it helps to get that oxygen back in my blood and detoxify my body. So I was like, fuck it, buy the sauna. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, you're just, you're mimicking um, what humans have done for thousands and thousands of years. They've done hot and cold therapy. Like you go to Japan, they've got these beautiful hot springs there and this beautiful culture around their hot springs and the onsen and um, in the, the Northern Hemisphere, like way up the top in Norway and they've got their saunas and, you know, the kids play out in the snow and then they go and jump in the sauna. So, yeah, you're just mimicking like what we've been doing for thousands and thousands of years. Um, you know, it's akin to jumping in the ocean on a winter's day, which I'm, I'm, you're a big fan of as well. Um, yeah, so it's like it makes you feel alive and it, it physically and physiologically um, and mentally really, really does help your body. So I'm glad that you, yeah, recognize that for sure. That's amazing. But yeah, keep up those ocean swims too, because that's important too. Yeah, I um, definitely need, I did do a couple of those, but I haven't done them enough. But I have to say, there was, I think a time last week where I'd been at my computer for a couple of days in a row where I've done massive hours in front of the screen. And I got to a point where I was like, I actually was craving that connection with mother nature. Like I almost felt so depleted that I needed to like stop looking at a a blue light screen and get out and look at the sunshine and look at the green trees and like feel the earth on my feet. And I did that. And I just felt like a new person and I was only out there for like a half hour, but it just is like, you have to tune inwards to listen to those messages. And I think a lot of people find that really hard to do. And it's like, just get outside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And um, I actually used the the time in the pandemic. I'd just before the pandemic, between the last time I chatted to you and the pandemic, I actually wrote a book. I just sat down and I wrote 30,000 words 
on why nature connection is so important for our physical and mental health. And I don't even know what happened. I was like possessed for four days. I wrote about 30,000 words in, in four days. It was really nuts. I don't know what, like I literally was possessed. <laughs> and a lot of, when you talk to writers, um, a lot of them will say that they just got taken over. They don't even know where the words were coming from. And that's definitely how I felt. So I sat down and I wrote this book and then I was like, oh, now what? And then the pandemic happened and I was like, shit, this needs to be an online program now. Like I need to get this out to people. It wasn't ready to go as a book and I didn't have the funds to publish a book, but I was like, how can I get this out? How can I get this out? Shit, I've got to make an online program. Um, And so I started running this um, program, um, which is, yeah, exactly what we're talking about. Um, You know, how Nature Connection can really um, benefit your health. I've just changed the name of it now. It's called Nature Connection for Wellness. And it's a seven-week online program for women, women only um, at this stage. Um, and over the seven weeks, we run through, uh, yeah, the benefits of nature and how you can get all these little tools on your tool belt for when you're feeling um, stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. Just get these little tools in place, um, nature connection tools and techniques that you can use Um, and yeah, it's been really beautiful. I've just, I'm in the second intake now, my winter intake. I've got a beautiful bunch of women uh, from all over Australia, actually, um, who were brave enough to take on the challenge. And, um, I'm like, wow, this is, this is my life now. I'm so excited to be helping people to get out there in nature and like realize the benefits of it. So, um, I'm so excited to take Wild Search Australia in that direction. Wild Search will be more, yeah, nature connection work, a lot um, really beautiful place for women to go and, like, learn about the benefits and then experience them um, at their own place. You know, we don't – I usually run workshops, but we can't run workshops right now. For those who don't know, I met Christy at one of my workshops. So, um, yeah, we can't run workshops right now. So, um, a lot of people are doing online programs. It's kind of where it's at. So, um, yeah, speaking of pivoting, so that's where I pivoted with Wild Search. And, um, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lot of things planned, actually, in that realm. So I'm super excited. I love that you're putting your, like, educator hat on with that as well because you've got not only this incredible wealth of experience from a scientific background, research, environment, like, the ho- you've got the whole thing, babe. And, like, then to be able to impart that knowledge to others so it helps to enrich their life, I don't know. I just think there's nothing better in the world. And you're just so awesome oh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, – it is a challenge to – and, you know, you urge all women, it's like, okay, what am I really passionate about and how can I turn that into a job that's going to help people and help the greater environment and, and planet Earth? Like, how can I use my skills in a way? And I've, I've almost gotten to a position now where I'm like, I'm so clear on what I want to do and where I want to be and how I want to help people and um, you know, everyone is at a very different stage of their journey. You have just also realized like, yes, this is my shit. This is my jam. I'm focusing in this area. Um, and you know, you work, you work to your skills and you work to 
your experiences. And um, I do feel like I have a unique perspective in that, yeah, I did work in the environmental and scientific sector for a long time and realised that I, I actually wasn't best suited to that. It was, um, it was emotionally taxing. It was really hard work and, you know, it's hard work for your brain and being in academia, it's not for everyone as well. Um, like how can I best use my skills? And, you know, I was making body products and making natural products made of Australian plants and teaching people how to make plastic-free DIY items for their home. And now it's actually just blown out and we've got these seven beautiful themes and one of them is um, making natural products as well. So we got these seven beautiful themes um, that we're kind of running this online program over the seven weeks. So um, the first week we do crafting and traditional skills and working with our hands. So we're, we're really um, getting out of our, out of, we're bringing it all in and we're working with our hands and we're getting in our bodies and we're using our bodies to, to make something beautiful. So um, I encourage women to, to do weaving or any, any craft really that's working with your hands is totally fine. So we do a week of this beautiful crafting and working with our hands. And then um, once we're in our bodies, once we're kind of solidly landed back in our bodies, then we go and exploration and um, nature immersion. So, um, you know, I, I give you a hiking, hacking list and my tips and tricks that I've used of, from hiking over many, many years and going on big um, multi-day hikes, um, which you can obviously work up to. Um, but just immersing yourself in nature for a long period of time is so beneficial. Um, and then in the third week, we focus on um, natural homes and lifestyles. So just what I was saying before, you know, making sure the air pollution is down in your home, um, making your own natural products, DIYing everything. So cheap and easy now to make your own cleaning products, make your own body products. We don't, we don't need to go to the shops and buy them, seriously. Um, and then in the fourth week... Uh, we talk about noticing the small things. So it's a week about mindfulness, essentially. And I bring in this practice called the sit spot, which is just a practice. It's like a, a simple nature meditation where you just sit somewhere in nature for an extended period of time and you observe what is going on outside your body as well as observing what's going on inside your body as well. And trust me, you'll learn a lot about yourself <laughs> and you'll learn a lot about what's going on in the natural world. So yeah, you're guaranteed to learn so much about yourself as well as learning, you know, about all the things in nature. So you'll have little birds come and visit you and all, you see all the plants. And yeah, it's quite an amazing practice actually to have and something that um, I've really tried to stick with. I, um, in the pandemic, I actually ended up doing a 30-day sit-spot challenge for myself where I went and sat at 6 a.m. every morning, went and sat in nature for a whole hour and it just blew my mind uh, the benefits that I got from that in reducing my stress levels and just, you know, being in my body and um, feeling in control of my body, which was so amazing. Um, so we, we cover that in week four. Um, week five, we kind of move on to um, earthing um, and we do that by barefooting. I know you're a massive fan of taking the shoes off, walking out in the grass. Yeah. My favourite Yes, and it's so important. So we have this amazing sensory system at the bottom of our feet. And because we've got shoes on all day, most days, we don't get to use our beautiful sensory system that we've got there. So I'm um, really encouraging people to go on small walks, um, not on, you know, gravel or 
hard surfaces, but on, you know, natural surfaces on the forest floor, on grass, um, go down to the beach um, in the sand with bare feet. Um, Super, super important. Um, And then in week six, we cover technology. So technology is a huge one. You could just do an entire course just on like limiting technology. And um, as you were saying before, the blue light, you know, so downloading the, the blue light blocker on your phone or getting the glasses if you're spending a lot of time on the computer, um, putting your phone on flight mode at night when you go to bed and keeping it away from you. Um, just, you know, we're, like when do you not have your phone attached to you, hey? So it's like just about having an awareness around technology and your use of it um, and if it feels healthy for you. So, you know, are you mindlessly scrolling when you're feeling really happy or are you mindlessly scrolling when you're feeling really anxious and maybe sad and lonely? So just having a bit of an awareness, an emotional awareness really around your technology use. And, um, and then we, we chat about different ways that you can um, reduce your addiction in some cases. Um, some of the women in my program have been um, quite addicted to their phones. I have definitely had times in my life where I've been quite addicted to my phone uh, which was, yeah, caused by real anxiety. So um, it's definitely a thing and it's definitely not our fault, right? Phones are designed to be addictive and um, they're designed um, by, you know, by psychologists who know how to make it addictive. So um, it's completely not our fault. Um, so, yeah, we work through some of the things around technology. And then in the last week, we bring that all together and we talk about um, fostering our tribe and community and, you know, building strong, resilient communities, um, family and friends. So sharing what we've learned over the last seven weeks uh, with our community. I give you some tips on how to run um, your own clothes swap. So, you know, implementing kind of environmental-based um, activities and social activities in your lives. Um, and at the moment, you know, that might just be a beautiful book club over Zoom with your girlfriends, which my girlfriends and I set up uh, when the pandemic happened. Um, but if you can get together with friends, you know, having a beautiful clothes swap and you're all recycling um, clothes and you're not going shopping and, and buying fast fashion. Um, a lot of my clothes that I wear now are secondhand and we kind of, they go around in my circle of friends. So like, you know, I'll be wearing a dress for a while and someone else will wear it, then I might get it back and then, you know, we kind of shuffle it around. Um, yeah, so there's, there's the seven-week kind of outline to the online program and, um, yeah, so it's called Nature Connection for Wellness and I'm so excited about it. We've got another spring intake actually is coming up on the 21st of September So if you want to um, check out the spring intake, I've got an early bird discount um, up until about a week or two before the program begins um, because definitely at the moment I know financial things are an issue. So I just just want people in the program. Um, If you need financial assistance with that, let me know and I'm totally chill. I just want... um, you all to feel the benefits of, of nature. I don't, yeah. So definitely let's chat about it if, you know, financial is a problem. Um, but the early bird discount is available for those of you now who want to take advantage of that. So yeah, 21st of September. 
Amazing. And I'll link everything in the show notes below as well so people can find that. And can I just say, Caitlin, that you make Nature Connection sound so rad. Like as you were walking us through the seven weeks, like I just was like, this is cool. Like it's, I love the variety in it. And I think that's what people crave is they don't just want one thing drilled in. They want to be able to experience lots of things and cherry pick what feels good for them. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of it, what we do at the start is I determine, you know, what is your passion? Like, what are you passionate about? I don't want you to be weaving. If you hate weaving, you know, it's like, what is your passion? Like, do you love doing artwork? Do you love, like, what's your happy place, you know? And we kind of focus on that area. Um, Because, yeah, it's different for everyone. Um, And everyone's got a different healing journey. So, yeah, a lot of women who come in my program are really looking for a transformational program that's going to make them be better people and um, I hope that I can um, yeah that's it's a big ask <laughs> I hope that I can live up to that um, but there's lots of support in the program as well we have zoom chats um, and a Facebook group as well so there's a supportive community there and um, you make friends with women from all over the world who are similar to you and yeah nature connection is it's this new um, kind of buzzword that's that's just kind of hitting Australia, but it's definitely not a new thing. Um, We're human animals and we're supposed to be connected with nature. And, you know, there's in America, especially, there's a big emphasis there on wilderness programs and nature connection programs. And they've been doing that for years and years and years. And it's been quite a lot slower in Australia. So now um, there's these beautiful bush schools and wilderness schools that have popped up and they're just starting to do um, a lot more nature connection stuff and there's it's there's really nothing online so I was like this is where I need to be right now um, this is my specialty this is where I want to focus and definitely helping women to um yeah use nature to help them especially you know with anxiety we spoke about that in the last episode like how much nature had helped me um, with my anxiety and um, I just want to help other women who are feeling the same oh. That's just beautiful, babe. Like, that's just nice. And I think it's just so needed, especially because we're spending so much more time indoors now as well. Um, But I actually have another question for you because you're, like, doing all the things. You have also just purchased a new business as well. So (laughs) I love love our chats because they go, like, here, there and everywhere. They're, like, my favourite because we talk about all the nature things, everything else that's happening. And then, lo and behold, you pop up in my, like, DMs, I think, like, what, a month or two ago? And you're like, I just bought a new business. No, I don't even think you told me initially. You were like, you did say something on the sly. And then I was like, what? This is awesome. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's definitely going to have a crazy pandemic moment where they they do something really wild and then be like, "Oh, am I going to regret this later?" Well, this is one of those situations. So, no, no I'm really, really happy about it. Um, a, a beautiful business came into my sphere. It's called Life Wild. So appropriate for me. Life Wild and a gorgeous friend of mine had this business. She lives in Byron Bay as well. And she floated the idea to me that she was selling the business in around March. It was literally like at the start of the pandemic, right? She floated the idea to me. Um, you know, this is really aligned. I would love you to take over my baby. And I was like, that's lovely, but pandemic, like, and I just, I just forgot about it really for a couple of months. And I just thought, pushed it out of my mind. 
focusing on other things. And then next minute, lost my job, whole world got turned upside down. Three months later, thought, this is actually such a good idea. Not only is um, buying an online business right now going to be so important um, for me financially and with the alignment of, you know, it's called Life Wild and it's about selling beautiful, sustainable and kind wares for your home and lifestyle. So it's uh, all the products that I always harp on about over at Wild Search, buying plastic-free this and plastic-free that. It's actually a home of a full plastic-free circular um, online store all ready to go that my beautiful friend Ashley had just loved for two years and um, and then, you know, it was time for her to let it go. And she was like, you know, do you want to, do you want to talk about this again? And we went for a big hike and it was on the hike that we hatched this big plan. And um, yeah, here I am now. So I've just taken over. And yes, it was during um, Mercury retrograde, all the things. It took about six weeks, two months to do all the handover and everything. So it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was like a long time coming before that. Um, and then we did all the final paperwork on the new moon, um, on the last new moon actually. So we thought that was a really beautiful time. We made a little beautiful ceremony and um, yeah, it was lovely. And so now I'm the, um, I'm in the care of this beautiful business baby called Life Wild. And yeah, it's basically um, going to be the home of these natural products. So um, Wild Search will be the home of nature connection and, and wellness for women. And then um, the Life Wild will be the products. Um, so stocking that store with lots of really amazing Australian-owned companies, small businesses um, who make really beautiful um, quality items um, for your home. So, yeah, go check Yeah, go and check it out if you haven't already. Um, flyfile.com.au. And yeah, lots of exciting things to come with that little project. But um, yeah, love a love a project. I just love a pandemic you. project. I just love your enthusiasm, babe. Like you're just so <laughs> like you're lighting up as you talk about it. Like it's just such a it's so succinct to your brand. And I think even the intention behind it, like doing that final handover at the new moon, like that gave me goosebumps. I was like, that's just divine. And I think anything that comes with such a beautiful and magical intention, it can only be out from here. I really hope so. And it was, yeah, it was, it was so lovely that Ash was so aligned. Like we're, we're good friends as well. So we were like, you know, we've got to do this properly. And, um, you know, normal business transactions are just so cold and so about contract and there's no, um, you know, there's no intuition involved and there's, you know, um, but yeah, it definitely didn't come without its challenges. As I said before, we went to hit launch and my computer broke. So it's just constantly getting these tests um, and just reminders from the universe that, you know, I've got this and that um, I'm safe and that um, even if everything seems to be falling apart, um, I'm on the right path. And I, I truly think I am on the right path now. And six months ago, like when we last chatted, I could have never, ever predicted where me, the world, where we are now. I just could never have predicted it. So um, I cannot wait for the next six months. Jeez, we should have another chat. Oh, I have no idea where I'm going, but I feel like I'm really in the right direction and um, big dreams. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I just want to say something really corny right now. Like the world is your oyster because it is, but it's like so good. Like it just feels like you're about to, it's not like you're even writing a whole new chapter. It's like you're about to write a whole new book. And it's like this really beautiful book that is just, I don't know. You just, I, I say this to a lot of people that I get the pleasure of working with, with when I look at their natal charts, but I get the sense with you too. It's like, I know we're always where we write, we're right where we need to be, but I think you are exactly that. You are right where you need to be. And it's like this whole journey that awaits you is like, I don't know, it just feels like it's going to be full of so much magical shit. And I love hearing that because it's been challenging this year, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm so hopeful. And, you know, I've said to you, um, last time we chatted my word for the year was abundance so I'm really feeling like we I completely lost all my abundance right lost my job you know lots of shit happened um and then there's this new level of abundance and it's not it's not even about financial it's just like where you're in this kind of receptivity like this state of pure receiving and trust and um I have no idea where I'm going to end up and I just have to trust and that's been my mantra that I just like trust trust it's all about trust and um yeah who knows where we both will be in six months and where the world will be at but um yeah it's very exciting times oh so exciting and I love that your word is abundance because I think abundance yeah you're right it comes in many shapes and forms and I love saying like when I do my gratitude I want to welcome an abundance and when I talk about abundance I talk about people places and experiences so I actually don't talk about the material um, side of abundance of course that's great I'm going to welcome that in too but I think it's being abundant not just externally but internally because that internal world impacts everything Mm, I love that so much yeah that's great so so wise (laughs) so where can people find you online okay so wild surge so that's uh where my nature connection programs for women are going to be at also my natural body products uh it's wildsearchaustralia.com.au i'm just like at at wild search at instagram pretty active over on the insta (laughs) if you want to go follow me over there um, and then, yeah, my new little biz, Life Wild. It's just lifewild.com.au at lifewildau. So only within Australia, which is exciting. Love that. So good for the environment too. And I'll look everything in the show notes below. But my final question to you, Caitlin, is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? I was sitting at the beach and this little whale came really, really close in and just started waving, like flat out, just started, you know, when they do their little pectoral thin flap, it just started waving at me. And I was like sitting there, just like almost like crying, just going, and I just, I didn't know what the whale was saying, but I was like, I just feel so at peace right now. And I feel like I'm on the right path. So I was like, thank you, whale. You know, we should always thank our beautiful animal messengers that come and visit us and, um, I definitely notice them and yeah, I hope you notice them too. So check out like what animal messages that you get as well and see what they're telling you. But yeah, thank you, Whale. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.